What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Spectators Baseball Podcast. We are on episode three. My name is Julian. I am here with Kin, who is doing his best unfamiliar impression. I was thinking the, um, you know, the hula guys from Mario Super Sunshine. I, think of like I, this. I, no, no, no oh, idea. Actually, okay. well, that that's a that's a deep cut. That's what you remind me of. There, what's that's, going on, brother? It's a deep cut. You know. I have something weird, and I know we've we've been talking the past fifteen minutes before we started yeah. this podcast. I had know. something weird that I wanted to save for when the podcast started. Oh God! <laughs> I, I was sitting at my desk today. I was at work, and for some reason, I was like, I just feel like reading. Okay. Rarefied air for me. I might have finished two books in my entire life. <laughs> um, okay. So the school I work at was having a book fair. I walked up there. I was like, can adults buy books too? Yeah. And they're like, of course, of course. So I just looked around and I work in a middle school. God. So I was, I was looking around and I was like, wow, all these books are like for 12 year olds. Like, this is so cool. This is awesome. (laughs) I'm definitely going to read one of these. I found one book. I go on and I went online and it was like, oh yeah, this reading levels for 12 to 17 year olds. I was like, good enough. So I bought a book and I, I read 30 pages of a book today. Snaps. Why? Snaps. Don't know. I, I don't know if my Michael picked that up. No, no, no. It's okay. Proud. <laughs> Proud of you. Just good w- stuff. weird behavior, to be honest. Congrats on your Captain Underpants uh, journey. It's a, it's a good No, it's, a good it's actually, it, you know what? It's it's not Captain Underpants. <laughs> I don't right? know if I believe you. But that's fine. No, I, was actually, I was actually sitting at a desk reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and I was like, <laughs> No, I'm going to go buy a book because this is stupid. Because <laughs> this sucks. Because <laughs> this is not fun. This is not fun. Um, How old are you? 23. 23. Interesting. Uh, two books at 23 is definitely a number. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, okay, okay. I might have willingly finished two okay, books in my okay. life. Yeah, like you got to do something for like your AR tests and stuff. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. when you're in school, like we had to read the Odyssey. But like we read that as a class. We didn't have to... Yeah. You, you listen to Sally and, and Jonathan read it for like yeah. a chapter at a time. Yeah. And you listen to that one kid in the class that couldn't fucking read that you hated hearing. Read. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you learn that like people have crushes on each other because they keep picking each other back and forth. It's like, stop it. Oh, my stop. gosh, Jonathan, stop making me stop. read. Stop. Just read the book so we can leave. <laughs> Yeah, so congratulations on your on your uh, your new hobby. You're a, you're a book book club girly now. Proud of you for that. Oh God, I can't wait to show up to my first club. I need to get some smut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's committed already. <laughs> this is the stupidest start to one of any of our episodes ever. Hey, hey, man, you you got to start with the smut, and then everything else just completely goes downhill. <laughs> it's just how it goes. <laughs> everything else seems so mundane and irrelevant. Um, yeah, I, I do specifically ask your age as well because I have I have the keys to a good transition, and you don't. Okay, you're 23 years old. So is Kansas City Royals superstar Bobby Witt Jr. Baby, and today we got some crazy news. Bobby Witt gets. The most money ever out of the Kansas City Royals organization. An 11-year, up to 14-year extension that starts at $288 million and can go up to $377 million. And if it does that, we'll take him to his age 37 season. 
No, more than that. I'm so wrong. No, I'm right. I'm him. Yeah, math is math and I'm him. Look at that. Bobby Witt. How are we feeling? I love this. This is awesome. Do we do you have a scene that shows like just me? Do you have a scene that does that? I don't I'm just I don't think random. So. Oh. oh, well that's all right. I'll I'll make sure I'll get a little closer then. All right. <laughs> this is a message for all of the bootlicking owner lovers that think small market teams exist. You know, you listen to your owners every year. We can't afford free agents. We can't afford to bring back our big stars. We're just the Oakland A's. I'm not a multi-billionaire. Yes, they can. They can all afford to pay their players. They can all afford free agents. And this is proof because small market Kansas City just dropped $300 million almost on Bobby Witt Jr. Thank you. Continue. That was awesome. I love dude, that was great. I wish I did have the scene there. That was awesome. No, I mean you're you're hundred percent right. And it there is clear I mean, look at the Royals. They've been irrelevant for about a decade now, which is kind of weird to think about because they won a World Series in twenty fifteen. And worst team to win a World Series in the past ten years, anyways, sorry. I don't I don't fully agree, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um But they won a World Series, they went to two. So they were they were cooking. Uh, they were a good team and they were fun and they had like momentum and they built the team the right way and they were bad and then they were not as bad and then they were really good and then they won a World Series and I was like, okay, cool. Money left and guys got traded and people went other places because they won a World Series. That's what happens. And then they've been bad since and they haven't drafted overly well and it's really tough in this league because drafting is brutal, Right. And sometimes just guys get Tommy John and that was the one pick and you just spent a year winning 46 games and that guy doesn't exist anymore. It happens. And so they haven't drafted the best. They have one of the worst farm systems in baseball, despite being one of the worst teams in baseball for almost a decade. And the silver lining, the the giant aura and sphere of, oh, like calling to the fans. Just Bobby Wood Jr., and he was number one prospect, and he got called up, and he struggled a little bit, and then he didn't. Last year, 30-30 club, first ever Royal to beat a 30-30 club. And not only that, but, like, he was really, really good last year, too. Like, uh, like Done. yeah, he was 30-30. But the second half specifically, he was, like, one of the 20 best players in baseball. And if you go to his Savant page, we're going to be doing a lot of Savant hunting today. I'm not going to show Love it like Savant. we did last week. Just because I don't feel like it. Uh, he was the 100th percentile base runner, which makes sense, right? He had he had 49 steals. He's projected about that again, which is crazy. Uh, he has 50 home runs and 79 steals in two seasons. He is one of 11 players to ever do that in his first two seasons. And it's not 70. I think it's like 50 homers and, and like 50 steals. It's like a lower number than 70. So he is in elite company already. Uh, expected batting average is 95%. Expected slugging is 95%. His barrel and exit velos are about the 75th percentile. So everything about the way he's swinging the bat is really good. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. I would love it if he walked more. Please stop chasing as much. But that's something, again, he's 23 years old. He'll start getting on base more. When you're a 100th percentile base runner, you need 
simply to walk at least 10% of the time. He didn't do that last year, which kind of sucks. You would love to see that. He also doesn't go oppo on any home runs. That's partially a product of the stadium. It's kind of a deep, tough stadium to hit in in Kansas City. But he's locked up. And to see, to your point, I know I've been ranting for a second, but to see, to your point, <laughs> uh, them spend the money on him and obviously have him through the farm system for a couple of years, it's awesome to see a team be like, hey, you know what? Like, Things don't look overly great for what we have in the future, but they look way worse without you, so let's lock you in. Yeah, we got this guy. We have him. We we don't have many guys, but we do have this guy. Yeah. Um, and to, to your point, and we did mention it um, last episode as well, definitely the only thing that scares me about Bobby Witt is the fact that he never walks and he chases. Yeah. Like, Bobby Witt is... Oh, this this is this is gonna be this is gonna sound rough, but I, I need you to understand there is a, a logical point here. I'm not a big batting average guy, but Bobby Witt is about like 30 batting average points from being Javi Baez if he can't figure out how to walk. I don't. The chase rate's not that bad, but I I, I see the vision here. I see the vision. You, good you defender. understand the, you yeah. understand the vision. Yeah, good defender can run bases, hits the ball hard, hits home yep. runs, but will quite literally swing at a ball if you roll it to home plate. It's not that bad. <laughs> He's it's it's not that bad yet. It's not that bad yet. He's not Julio and he's certainly not Javi Baez, but I mean, yeah, that those are the only real issues of concern. Uh hopefully he learns. It's kind of hard cuz it's not like they have a veteran over there. They did get Hunter Renfro um this offseason, so like not really like a like a vet that you like hope to teach him, but he's had some good hitting seasons, so you know that's... definitely a Hunter Renfro fan. Yeah, I mean he had a rough year last year, but I I do like the ad, and I think the Royals have had. It's weird to say, but the Royals have had a top five off season, which is gross because they haven't made any crazy moves, but they've made moves to help them be a competitive team in a non-competitive division. They get Renfro, they they signed Michael Walker, they signed Seth Lugo to an already pretty decent staff. So they have four quality starters now, like legitimately quality starters. Then they have Bobby Witt, they have Hunter Renfro, they got Adam Fraser, who's, you know, he's, he's a baseball player, certainly. Uh, MJ Melendez is pretty good. If Salvi can just DH this year. Please Freddie, just DH, Salvi. Please just we don't DH. want to watch you play defense we don't, anymore. We don't, we don't need that. Freddie Furman's, like, pretty good, too. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Like, they have some things, and Bobby is clearly, like, the guy, and they're hoping he takes even another step because if he played like he did in the second half last year for a full season, you're looking at, like, a 40-70, like what Acuna did last year, but at shortstop. Dude, you want to talk about someone that hates walks? Salvador Perez hates walks. He's never liked it. He's never liked it. <laughs> he it, hates his entire walks, career. Dude. His entire career. And which is crazy because Salvi's had such a good hitting career despite like literally refusing to walk. Bro has been in the league, in the major leagues, the better part of 10 years now. He hasn't even walked 200 times. That's that is wild. impressive. That is impressive. That is that's that is wild. actually super impressive. You know he's the bottom one percentile for chase rate. 
not shocked. Yeah, which, you know, <laughs> you know, he's the uh, <laughs> dude. Two hundred. He hasn't done it two hundred times yet. <laughs> he hasn't done it two hundred times. I know it's broken. Bad. He can't even walk twenty times a season. <laughs> I've seen guys legitimately walk twenty times in like a two week span. There was a time, yeah. and, and the, you know, this is Judge in like the historic season he had. But there was a time where I watched Aaron Judge get intentionally walked five times in three games. I watched it. That shit had me pissed. <laughs> I, I watched that. <laughs> it was so annoying. And, I, like, and like the games were close, and I'm like, yeah, like it makes sense, but like, man, why I oughta like, dude, Salvi, please, that's so, so funny. Not not that this is really our focus today, but just. Because I happened to bring it up. <laughs> Actually, I want you to guess. I want you to throw a number out there. Career walk percentage, Salvador Perez. Career walk percentage? Yes. I mean, if he has less than 200, he's had like 5,000 at-bats. So, <laughs> really, really quick maths. 180 <laughs> divided by 5,000? I don't know the math there, but it's not good. That's not good at all. <laughs> What's the number? You're uh, throwing a gash just, just for shits and gigs. Just uh, throw a number. Zero, you know it's low. Zero point. <laughs> it's not that low. <laughs> I was going to say like 0.5%. So what? 2%? It's 3.4%. That feels high. It does feel high. Again, because he, he has 5,000 at-bats. I don't know where in the 5,000s. Huh. Okay. Shout out 3%. Top 3%, baby. Put that on his OnlyFans link. <laughs> top 3%. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong top three, my brother. Hey, so, got to be the best at something. It's true. Got to be the best at something. So, yeah, I mean, we, we derailed a little bit, but the Bobby, the Bobby contract's great. There's a clear line in the contract. I don't know if you saw it, where um, he can very clearly just become a Dodger or a Yankee. Um, it's when the 30 million a year kicks in, in 2028, <laughs> he's only get like seven for the next couple. And then it's like 30, 30, 35, 35. And it's like, Oh, okay. If they trade him, here's when it happens. So hopefully they don't, I don't want to see him. I like to see the young guys get their deal, get their long term, and just be there. Like, that's fun. That'd be pretty cool. Be pretty cool. Happened, like know? imagine like the Royals are good in like three years. Like they make some really good free agents to get a good signing. One of their draft picks is like 24 when they get him and he comes up next year and all of a sudden they're good. It's like, or, or they look pretty good in like three, four years and then they're like, oh man, Bobby's about to make 30 million. Like, <laughs> what, and what then they're do? just never good because they get rid what of them. <laughs> we have, we have to keep making the fans believe that we can't afford him. So I, man, he's about to make 30 million. We might, guys, we really can't afford it. God, no, guys, really. Um, he plays for the Yankees now. He plays for the Yankees. <laughs> and this does suck too. Cause you mentioned like Oakland, like specifically like Oakland and like Colorado or like the teams I think of with like small market. You're telling me that the Oakland athletics who are objectively a top six organization historically in the league in terms of like success and the players and, and history and, and, and culture and everything they've been right can't afford Marcus Semyon before he was really, really good. Like they could have extended him before he went to the Blue Jays. And they didn't. And like Matt Olson, who's the best first baseman in baseball now, maybe. Like Dude, I'd be willing to bet that the highest 
athletic contract is less than ten million. Currently, I, I'd be willing to bet. I don't know if that's true, but it's just off well, the top who of my their, head. Like, who on their roster would make more? Yeah. They <laughs> did you okay? So did you know that the, the A's don't actually do um their fan their fan fest anymore? They they stopped doing it like the early one because like people were boycotting stuff. So there's like a third party company that throws their fan fest now. It's just a, a random group, and they just like throw it. It's like random people. Um, forty kind of separate but equal because it kind of goes alongside with that. Um, for their promos this year, there's not a single current player on any bobbleheads, on any jersey nights, anything, none. All historic players. The highest paid player on their team was just signed, and it is Ross Stripling. Come I on down, dude. Over under ten million. What a line. Yeah. What a line. Twelve and a half. Good line because nobody else hit it. So. <laughs> I, I do also want it known the grossest thing I have seen in weeks is Ross Stripling and Alex Wood being the by a mile highest paid players on a team. Dude, it's actually crazy. Although Ross Stripling had a good year, so shout out to him. He's like actually not that bad. He will be traded at the deadline. Dude. Real. Class. I don't know if I mentioned this to you like when we weren't recording or on one of the most recent episodes. But it's kind of crazy that like the best consistent player on the A's for the past like five six years, um, position player I'll say, has been a Ledmus Diaz. Yeah, he's been okay despite being and, like. And that's the thing, like, like he's not close. very good. No, yeah. he's like okay, it's like fine. And I remember when I said Except that to Brown's you, it was pretty like, good too, but he's not consistent. That's true. I remember when I said that to you, it was like, it's some random second baseman that's okay at baseball. And then I saw Ledmus Diaz, and I was like, yeah, that's him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the guy. He's, he's okay. He actually plays shortstop, but either way. Yeah, he's considered. He played a lot of second last year. He's okay. He's fine. Like, he he exists on the field. Yeah. Man, that's brutal. I, uh, You know, we don't need to – we're not here to, like, crap on A's fans. But, like, that's just the way it goes sometimes. And – you know, when you have a good core, you want to try and trade for guys or keep your guys so that you can make a run. And, you know, another I'm so good with the transitions today. The Baltimore Orioles, they got a young crew, a big young crew with some really, really good players. Not a lot of them are making any money. So like, hey, man, let's go bring in a former Cy Young that, oh, by the way, has still had pretty good years despite not being a Cy Young again. And they go get Corbin Burns. They trade D.L. Hall, and I don't even remember the other guy, to go get Corbin Burns, one of the best ground ball pitchers in the league. Handsome, long hair, aura. 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 I I think it was like their number six and their number seventh prospect, which it's like, obviously, I don't even know how you word this. Uh, my man Ryan Garcia was talking about it on Twitter, how like you can't really be mad at the Yankees for not attempting to match this deal because we don't know how highly the Brewers viewed, you know, DL Hall and I, neither of us know the other guy that was traded um, compared to like if we were to take one of our infielders and say. Who's who's a good Joey Ortiz prospect. Is, is the Joey is the Ortiz, lag, yeah. yeah. Say if we were to take Oswald Peraza and Clark Schmidt, we we have no clue how the Brewers valued anything like that. Like we maybe the Yankees did make offers, but whatever. So as a Yankees fan, it's very easy to be like, 
oh, why didn't we match that? But really, like, you can't because maybe well, also, we did try. Well, also, but... he's a free agent after this year. So it's not – I can't imagine the Yankees were willing to go and give up even, like, middle of the prospect guys. Like, they weren't willing to give up, like, Roderick Urias when it's like, hmm. do we want to give him up for Corbin for a year? Probably not. Like, we already have the one rental with Juan Soto, and if you go get a rental like Corbin – and a rental like Soto, you're not getting both of them next year. You're just not. So that that's definitely the division. The uh, we'll, we'll see how he plays in Baltimore. I assume he's only 29. I assume he'll get like a six-year extension. If I, had, if I were a betting man, he'll get a deal that has like two opt-outs that are team options towards the end of it. Six-year deal or so. But it'll be like a lot of money. Like he'll make like 34 the Orioles don't want to do like that many years, obviously. So, because by the time this contract will be done, when they re up him, it'll be like, all right, well, we got to pay Adley and Gunner and Jackson and Santown there again, or whoever the hell else, Keston. Like, they got a lot of young guys that they're going to have to pay at some point. So, you got to like time that properly, you know? Um, but I think the, the move is great because obviously they need another pitcher. Uh, they do get John Means back on a full healthy season, which would be nice for them. Grayson Rodriguez will hopefully get a little bit better for them. And, I mean, if John Means is your number four, that you're in a pretty good spot because John Means was their best pitcher and their best player for about four years. And he was, like, the heartbeat of, of a really bad Baltimore team for quite a while. So it's cool to see. They have an ace now. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on their actual aces last year's name um well you got grayson rodriguez kyle bradish dean kramer that's their other starters kyle bradish kyle bradish had a really good year and i expect him to be good again because like numbers wise and like savant wise like he should be like him being good wasn't like surprising when you look at everything so you have him as number two and you're like whoa hold up they got a nice little staff all of a sudden especially in american league where Pitching staffs aren't overly deep outside of, like, Texas, maybe, if they get back Montgomery, which I expect they will. But no, I like Cor- I like Corbin. I think this is good. I think this makes them easily the favorites in the AL East and maybe the favorites in the American League in general, which is interesting because I don't know if adding Corbin to any other team in the AL does that. But I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I think they're See, easily the best team in the AL East right now. I think they're very top heavy, though. I mean, you look at really, you look at their team. Uh-huh. Adley and Gunner, great. Uh-huh. Ryan Mountcastle could really be. He's a good player. He's good he's player. slightly above average hitter. Good player, and he plays defense. Well, he, he well he's in the field. Santander, again, slightly above average hitter. He's in the field, but you have two guys on this team, two position players that are projected over five WAR, and then everything after that is, well, they're there. They're pretty. They're like okay. Um, I don't necessarily love the Orioles were for potentially repeating the type of season they had last year. Um, I think maybe they were, I feel like they were a season too early. I do too. Losing and, Bautista hurts. 
Because hmm. he's out for the year, or most of it, if not all of it. I really wouldn't be shocked if we look at this Orioles team and they're closer to like the 82-83 win range. No, I don't. I I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. I think like the I think their like floor is like eighty six wins. I think that's their floor, especially with like. You look at how bad a lot of the American League is, right? And Boston didn't get better at all. Um, the, the Blue Jays didn't really get better at all. I mean, they got they got Justin Turner, which is probably something we can talk about here in a second too, but. Um, yeah, Blue Jays, yeah. They didn't really do a whole lot outside of that, which I do think the Justin Turner ad is good. They needed more offense. And the the Matt Chapman experiment at third was, like, really fun, but his second-half offense was so atrocious that, like, they, it was an actual black hole. Um, defense is cool and all, but if you're, like, negative war for half a season offensively, like, who cares? Um, so I think Turner will be a nice bat. He won't even play third probably, though. Probably DH a lot. Or who knows how they're going to do that. They have a lot of guys who can't play defense. So they have to like very tactically rotate their DH spot. I mean, everybody outside of the, the Red Sox in this division can win it. And we'll, we'll, and we'll talk more, I guess, like projections in terms of divisions and stuff in a, at a later episode. But I felt like it was necessary to bring up because I, I, I really do think they're the favorites now with Corbin. They might not have the best staff, but I think like their pitching as a whole is really good. And then they have the best third baseman in the division, best catcher in the division. Maybe I'm just a Yankee homer. I think you are. I'm, o- I'm always picking us to win the division. That's actually that's not true. Um, I haven't picked us to win our division in like five years. I want that to be known. Oh, well, you're you're just incorrect for that. Have we? 2022, we did. We did. We won it that year. Guess what happened? Well, (laughs) I I, went to, I went to game three against the Astros in the ALCS that year. Awful time. Yeah. Hated it. That ALCS was rough. It was terrible. It was not good. They were hurt and, and slumping and, and poop was running down their leg. The moment was too big. (laughs) It's just not good. What does that even mean? It's from a YouTube video. It's just like, the moment's too big. Poop running I'm down not sure how updated this is. What are you looking at? Um, looking at projected war by depth chart. Yeah, they're not. They're not super updated. DL Hall is still <laughs> on the Orioles one. Corbin's not on okay. there, I think. Yeah. Okay. They're not it's super also, updated. It doesn't yet. even... Oh, it does go in order. Yeah, it goes Currently, in order, but it's not... The Yankees are projected war, third highest war. Yeah, they're probably they're probably going to be like they're probably going to be like second or third highest in win total. I don't know where to see that, but I'm sure I'm sure they're going to be pretty high in in that too. Is that something we can see on on um Hmm. I don't know if that's something not, we can see sure. on Fangraphs sure or not. Could probably find it somewhere if we really wanted to. Yeah, but but that's that's not a, again that's not a today issue. It's not a today issue. I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, yeah, for real. Very so real. for the sake of narratives, Yankees are winning the East because they are projected the third highest WAR in the league and the next closest AL East team. So looking at it, they're projected forty eight point five WAR overall. Next closest AL East is Blue Jays at forty four point four. So like we're 
we're winning the East. Hate to say it, you know, I'll, which I'll is tweet which it. that's crazy because I think the Rays and the B- Orioles are better than both of those teams. So that's funny how war is calculated and all that. I'll tweet my projections right after this ends. Okay. ALE's projections. Yankees on top with a 95 and 67 record. That math just. You <laughs> said the, the, the cook so hard real fast. <laughs> yeah, well, Boston we'll, on bottom going 76 and 86. That feels like a good amount of wins for the last. That's actually that actually feels like a really good spot. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe like eighty. Boston always wins more games than they should for no reason at all. Real like, like Brian Bale will have like seventeen wins next year for no reason. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. Sure. Same thing with like the Rays. You look at their off season. It's like objectively, they probably had a pretty awful off season. It was a terrible one. They lost Tyler Glass now, but they got yeah. Ryan Pepio, and he's good. And then like the and best they're still th- gonna win eighty eight games. One of the best offseason moves that wasn't the move is just Junior Caminero is going to be starting next year for them. He's a dog, so like, for sure. Yeah, so like, doesn't even make sense. No, they'll be good. I hate it. They lost a lot of guys too. I don't even know who's going to be their starting outfield. It's going to be weird. Brandy. Yeah, Randy and then uh, Lau. I don't even know who else. They lost Margot. I don't know. It's a weird the, team. The Rays are so weird. I'm so happy they they for now they've kept Randy for now. I don't even know if McClanahan's pitching this year. I think he's out for the season. Ooh, that's tough. That's that's not ideal. No, that's not ideal to lose Glass now and then ideal. and then McClanahan to be out for a year is actually really rough. Springs is back though. Rasmussen's back though. They're both really good. You, uh, Zach Elflin's there. He's really good. Savali's okay. Yeah, they still got a good pitching staff. God, I hate them so much. I hate them so much. <laughs> I can't stand them. They just, like, generate random dudes that are really good, and they go somewhere else, and then they're mid. Robert Stevenson. Why was he Jesus this year? Good pickup What's by the Angels, name? by the way. Right. Dree? Hmm? Dree? What was his last name? Starting pitcher that the Rays traded away probably, like, four or five years ago. It was Dree something, right? You, you lost me, man. Dree Archer or something like that? Oh, Chris Archer. Chris Archer. Dree Archer's a football player, isn't he? Yeah, I'm like, what are you saying, man? <laughs> Chris Archer. Yeah, wait, Chris Archer famously got Glass now to the Rays and then came back. He's not very good. And Dree Archer was a running back and a return specialist for the Steelers. <laughs> you cooked. I kinda. had the last name right. He kind of cooked. <laughs> I mean, I was there. Mm, something like that. Something, something like being there. All right, we got one more pickup to look at. I have so many tabs open. I don't even know where it went. Gregory Santos. But yes, Gregory Santos. Wait, did I lose my tab? Hundred percent gone. I, dude, Set, I have like shot dead in in the streets of uh, Chicago because that's where he no longer plays. Um, Gregory Santos gets traded to the Mariners. Very cool. Uh, the Mariners are very slowly. Becoming a pitching factory, which I don't like, but it's it's true. They have a lot of young guys that have just gotten way better. And, or, like, guys they'll pick up that they get there and they're just way better. Look at Andres Munoz. Obviously, um, they, they got Luis Castillo and he was already good, but Castillo's better than he's ever been. Uh, they, have, they have some really good... George Kirby had a fantastic season last year. And they kind of needed a reliever. 
they, they've added some bats and in the most Seattle way possible where to get like bats that aren't like great, but like pretty good. Gregory Santos might have the best slider in baseball. Throws it like 91. It's hit 95 a couple times this year. Fastball is really, really fast, but his fastball doesn't get a lot of whiff. It doesn't get a lot of swing and miss, which is something that is really interesting in just modern baseball now that fastballs like over 99 if they're flat just suck and then like guys that like you know we, we keep bringing up yankees but like nestor cortez there was like 91 but arm angle and spin rate and this fastball is just like unhittable sometimes so this guy throws 99 to 103 and his fastball needs some work if there's any team that you want to go to to get your fastball when it's a four-seamer to get some work, it is the Mariners right now. Luis Castillo is the best fastball in baseball next to Garrett Cole. And it's kind of hot. And if you're going <laughs> to learn from somebody, learn from him, honestly. You know, Gregory Santos, I I could pull out a list if I really wanted to, but I'm not going to because it's time-consuming. He is... Just part of the long list of pitchers that over the past, say, three, four, five years or so, have said, forget the four-seam fastball. Let's just throw a sinker instead. And it completely changed their game. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing that I notice between 2021 and 2023. Um, In 20... Well, it doesn't go back to 2021, of course, because... Oh, yeah, it does. He threw the fastball 37% of the time. That's a lot. It's a lot. And in 2022, again, reading it correctly here, 37% of the time. And then all of a sudden in 2023, changes to a sinker, throws that 40% of the time, throws the fastball 2% of the time, and he's one of the nastiest relievers in baseball. Yeah. And this is an ongoing thing um, where pitchers are just saying, forcing fastball? Now forget that. It's their sinker instead. And yeah. it has turned around careers. Well, especially when you're a reliever specifically, uh, sinkers are so much better because you're getting one at bat first stack. Like you're, you're pitching to five batters, most likely, as a reliever. Uh, so you can kind of get more out of your your arm side run on your sinker if it, if it's going arm side and not just straight down, and you can get just more value out of that than just trying to blow by fastballs because there's a good chance that they've been seeing normal fastballs all game because most starting pitchers throw predominantly four seam fastballs, so you get these pitches that are ground ball inducing more likely than not, and it's really hard. So there's a chance that they swing and miss like. You're already two for two on the checks of things you want to do as a pitcher. You strike him out a ground ball. And valid sinkers and sliders are some of the best ground ball pitches in baseball. So there's a reason that like 90% of great relievers throw both of those pitches. One of them specifically. I don't think there's a good reliever in baseball that doesn't throw one of them besides like David Bednar. But he's a freak and his splitter is like insane. Um, but like outside of him, like there's nobody that doesn't throw one, if not both of those pitches. And hey, he leaned to the sinker, had a really good year. He's again 98th percentile in fastball velo and barrel percentage. It just doesn't happen. Since he switched to this to the sinker, 
He does not get barreled at all. Never. So, it's weird to talk about a reliever like this, but I think this is like an impact arm. Like, this is like, if Munoz comes back healthy, the Mariners have like an eighth and ninth inning kind of shut down situation, which is fun. Which they kind of need because, like, the Astros have a, a one or a seven, eighth, and ninth inning shutdown situation right now. So, anything to kind of bridge that gap for a team like the Mariners who do want to make a run in a really tough division now, World Series champs are in that division. Then the Astros are always the Astros. We don't talk about the other two teams. We don't talk about the other two we teams. We don't talk about the other two teams. We did talk about the other one earlier. Yeah, I feel like the Angels are so mid that we don't even have to talk about them. Like they're not even on like the A's level where it's like, yikes, this is embarrassing. I want to yap. Where like the Angels <laughs> are like, yeah, whatever, man. Well, I mean, you could yap about the Angels. You know, if you just want to put on your hating goggles and you know your 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 best hating uniform, you could be like, <laughs> they just had Shohei Otani and Mike Trout for a few years and couldn't make the playoffs. Still, everybody point and laugh. Everybody point and laugh. <laughs> dude yo 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 you just reminded me this is okay another little tangent again i work in a middle school i work at a middle school right i'm watching these i'm watching this group of kids play tag okay this this one girl runs up to to another girl tag runs away hits a hits a Fortnite emote and starts running again vicious Vicious. i looked at it and like it was so stupid but like my only reaction was just nice I want to cheer them on. Like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to tell you to stop. Right. That was funny. <laughs> Do it again. Yeah, like, like, kids say the weirdest, like, the wildest stuff. And it's yeah. funny because they'll be talking trash to each other. And on the outside, I'm like, guys, stop. You can't do that. But on the inside, I'm like, yo, that's some shit I would say. Yo, like, you got cooked. <laughs> like, yo, you got I, cooked. I, I would say, like. Because <laughs> that's funny. When they get cooked and you can't laugh, you're like, Yep, and you're just you just gotta like both of you stop. Take a drink of water, like <laughs> recalibrate real fast. No, that's no. The best part, right? Uh-huh. It, like the best part is when you'll have a student that for some reason they'll just they'll, they'll mess with you. They'll call you names. You come back at them with something slick, and they'll just they're so hurt like like they would they're never so expect an adult to ever do that in their life <laughs> like i don't got decades of experience clapping back right come That's on like I, i've been through school already. i do you this i don't know what to say i do this i get yelled at on the internet real real i've been in cod lobbies <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i've been in cod lobbies <laughs> i've heard a thing or two man I've heard a thing or two. God damn. Cod lobbies are crazy. Thankfully, those are kind of gone. You know, in Fortnite yeah. now, they, uh, they, they, in creative maps, they record for like two minutes. So if you say anything crazy and then like you get reported, they'll go back and get that recording. And they'll be like, oh, nice. yeah, you did say that. No, it's kind of sick. It's very nice. It's very nice. That's awesome. So you can get banned for just like saying like the most outrageous stuff ever, which is good. We should have been. In, when we played Cod, we should have been. There's no reason that was like mom in the other room. The things that were being said were being said. There's no reason. Dude, some people in those cod lobbies. Shut up, mom. Dude, they deserve jail time. Just based on the things they said in cod lobbies. Yeah. 
the atrocities that they have promised <laughs> that they never even did. Not only did they promise them, but they failed to bring them true. You cowards. <laughs> you one cowards. Thing, one thing I wanted to talk about. Let's segue back into baseball talk here. Um, I know there is a, a, a large group of people on Twitter who, after the Dodgers signed um, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, mm-hmm. they were all like, wow, no no way. How could you give this guy like $30 million a year? He's never even pitched in the major leagues before. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because he's nasty, and he's projected to have the 16th highest war by Steamer. So that that's like, why you pay him just, that much. Or just pitchers? Just pitchers, sorry. Just pitchers. That's he's projected crazy. to be the 16th highest. That's kind of crazy. I, um, it is kind of crazy. I do know we came into this episode with full anticipation to talk about steamer projections for pitchers. We did. Um, we're going to push that back, but I do want to talk Yamamoto for a second because we've never actually talked about Yamamoto on here. But we will no. talk about that next episode because we're already kind of deep in this bad boy. So we're not going to get another 40 out of us. That ain't happening. You're not getting me today, devil. Absolutely not. I got to go eat dinner. I got to shower. That's Monday Night saying. Raw is on at 8 o'clock. It like, is on, exactly. We got things to do. I Yamamoto... Like you said, 3.4 projected war, which is crazy. Um, I, I kind of glazed uh, Luis Castillo a second ago. That's the same war as Luis Castillo, by the way. Um, yeah. And, I mean, it's projections, obviously. Uh, and the, the wild part is he has a objectively low ground ball expected rate, which is typically what makes pitchers pretty good. You know, high strikeout, high ground ball. Um What's going to make him good? He's not going to walk that many people. He's going to strike out people about as good as anybody else. He has like a seven-pitch mix, which is going to be really nice. And he just throws all the pitches. He throws every pitch, I think, literally besides a sinker. Uh, and he has crazy good control, and the Dodgers make pitchers better. Like, I am scared to see next year specifically – when you have Yamamoto a year in the States kind of settled in, because it takes a little bit. It's not like this is a, I'm going to Arkansas. This is, a, I'm going from Japan to LA. Person like, Arkansas. Exactly. It's a random state. Like, I'd be fine going to Arkansas, man. I mean, sure. Coming to a different country is crazy. So, within that year, but next year you'll have Otani pitching too, where Otani's also in the Dodgers pitching lab. Otani's already one of like the 10 best pitchers in the league. He's going to actually learn how to throw that sinker. And I'm a little scared. That's the next year problem, though. Unmoved. Unmoved. Don't care. Otani, bum. You see that scar on his elbow? Dodgers are just going to, until the end of time, be the greatest regular season team in history. Don't care. They definitely are, though, so shout out to them. They really are. They really are. I mean, you know, it's it's funny because... Um, people love to clown on the Dodgers for all of their regular season success that hasn't translated to championships. Mm-hmm. But like, there'll be fans of like, I don't know, the Mariners. Team. Yeah, there'll be fans of like the Mariners. <laughs> the Mariners. And it's like, would you rather be a fan of a team? And I won't just single out the Mariners, but like the Mariners that has historically been bad. I'd say for for most of their history they've they've been pretty bad. Yeah. They've had their years of course. Um and just like every once in a while you get hope or would you rather be a Dodgers fan and be like I can watch a great team every year. Every We've year. always got a chance to win. And we have like, it, but it's there and Yeah. It's I mean you would, some people are cynical and they'd be like 
no, this sucks. There's so much hope, and I get disappointed every year. It's like, I mean, would you rather just like not have any expectations and just like not care yeah, about right. your team? Like, I, I genuinely can say this as a, as a Knicks fan. I stopped watching the sport for half a decade, almost, because I didn't even have a reason to watch the games because the team was when, so bad and when, like eighteen a year. I, I mean, like. They did that for, like, two years, and, like, I'm not even talking just that. Like, when they were winning, like, 35 and, like, 40 games a year, I'm like, who is this, like, what is this doing? Where, who does this help? There's no, there's nothing exciting about this team. That's why Mello was so cool. It's exciting. It was really good. Mm. But same thing, like, I would way rather be part of a team with expectations and good players, and if nothing else, like, Mookie's gonna have some cool moments. Real. It's like, um... When you're a bad college team, but you wind up with a Heisman, like LSU this year, they weren't, like, bad, but, like, yeah, they lost three or four games, but Jaden Daniels was crazy and had one of the better seasons we've ever seen. He had a better statistical season than Joe Burrow. That's I do that's not awesome. watch college sports. It's very lame, not but a I, understand. I understand. Just not a fan. I, I get it. I see the video. I mean, I like, like, college football is fun sometimes. Oh, it's fun. But, like, but like oh, especially, fun. like, I never understood whenever someone's like, dude, college basketball is so much better than the NBA. Look how much passion they have. And I'm like, dude, look at them shooting 33% combining for 40 turnovers. Like, I, I'm not yeah, having fun. It's I mean, I've, fun. I've just watched college basketball games, too, and like 55 to 52, and it's like... Yeah, I was going to say, and they combine for there's, 120 there's like points. Eight, there's like eight to six runs over like a six-minute period. It's like... Ugh. You just watched... Uh, what is it? Is it like a... It's two halves, right? It's two 20-minute like halves, yeah. Yeah. You just watched a 20-minute half where they scored 25. 26 points. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It happens all the time. Now, this weekend, there were some really good games, which was cool. I know we're super, like, off-base here, but, like, there were some Completely. really good games this weekend. And they were all high-scoring, too. It was, like, number two UNC versus, like, number six Duke. That was, like, 94 to, like, 80-something. That was sick. That's fun. We had, like, a Kansas game where they wound up blowing out Houston, but, like, they put up like 80, and it's like, oh, look at this. We got scores, <laughs> baby. Yeah. So it's a good college basketball year if you ever care. But don't. You don't. I understand. It's a good year for it. We'll do a bracket. And you know what's actually crazy? No, this is, I was about to lie on the timeline. Um, I was going to say, like, usually, like in years past, even though I don't watch college basketball, I could always be like, oh, yeah, there's that college player. But I was about to say, like, there's, there's no none. one I could even... There's none. This is a weird like, year. There's there's no, like, super big name this year. Yeah, I mean, like, of course, Bronny James is in college, but, like... He almost died. Dude, who's who's the big star in college basketball right now? Uh, R.J. Davis. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. What about Probably Cooper Flagg? Oh. I've heard that name before. The only reason I heard that name is because some fifth grader was like, "Yo, dude, Cooper Flag, he's he's nasty, dude." And I was like, "I, I don't there, know." Who there that is um the be- no the biggest name in college basketball right now is uh, Jared McLean because he was like a really really big TikToker, and then he went to Duke, and now he's just oh. a big di- TikToker at Duke. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That so guy. like, no, but like actually, like he's very big. Like, oh, okay. yeah, he's good too. <laughs> I promise. I promise. But, um, yeah, we're not going to do our steamer stuff this week. We're going to do those whenever the next episode is. Um, obviously, we still have a couple weeks before the season starts, so we're not necessarily in a rush. But 
you know, there was some cool stuff. Shout out to Bobby Witt. Shout out to Corbin Burns. Making some teams better. Same with Gregory Santos. And we, we rambled about walking a lot today. So I appreciate that. If you guys uh, like the content, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, follow us at Spectators Media on TikTok and Twitter. And we got some uh, good stuff. I'm excited. We'll get some clips out there from your fitness episode, too. It was a good one. Later, everybody. Whoop.